Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike. This is episode six. Thanks for hanging on this long. Hopefully you'll stick around with us far into the future. Listen, in the last commercial break, I was chastised. Uh, I was chastised by the big boss of this show, producer Amy. Here's what happened. So I talked about impeachment. I give you a, a preview of what's to come here on the program. Well, we here on the program, we're trying to be dynamic. We're trying to be high tech. We're trying to utilize all the tools at our disposal. And one of those such tools is something called cutting audio which means we reach into the goings-on around the country, uh, around the world, and we take audio snippets to help uh, make colorful the story and uh, and deliver it in a way that's a little bit more than uh, just me sitting here rambling. So uh, I failed to do that in the last segment. There are elements of the impeachment uh, that are illustrated by members of Congress to include Speaker Pelosi. Uh, well, anyway, to make uh, producer Amy happy, I am going to tell the following story and share the following details about the impeachment proceedings with the assistance, the dynamic assistance uh, of of audio. Here this morning, uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, kicked things off on the floor of the House. The republic for which it stands is what we are here to talk about today. That was uh, a portion of her very opening comments. Uh, she got things going, and what is going on right now is a stretch of six hours of debate. The, this morning, there was there, were, there have been two debates so far today. They, there was debate over the rules which would govern the debate on the articles of impeachment right now. It's a bit complicated, uh, but, uh, but I spent five years back there, and I, I understand it okay. So let me share with you some of the rules which are governing the debate which is taking place on the floor right now. And in a moment, I'll share with you uh, some comments made by Representative Chris Stewart on the floor during this debate governed by uh, these rules. I'm going to point out uh, rule number six in particular. It provides that during consideration of HRES 755, that HRES 755, those are the articles of impeachment. Uh, I read the language of them the other day. Uh, it starts in some very uh, damning language against the president, uh, and then it goes on to spell out those two articles. That's, uh, what, abuse of power and... Uh, uh, it, it impeding progress or obstruction of Congress. Those are the two articles. It says, uh, Rule 6 provides that during consideration of HRES 755, only the following persons shall be admitted to the hall of the house or rooms leading thereto. The hall of the house is the floor. If you turn on C-SPAN or any of the 24-hour news outlets right now, you'll see members of Congress speaking. They are doing so from the hall of the house or the floor. Uh, and here are the four categories of individuals allowed to uh, be on the hall uh, of the house or rooms leading thereto. A, members of Congress, 
B, delegates and the resident commissioner. What does that mean? We have been speaking over the past few days uh, about American Samoa and also Puerto Rico and Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Those regions and those areas, those islands, insular areas, territories, they're rep- they have representation in Congress, but they're a little different. They're not, the, they're not the same as, say, Congressman Rob Bishop from Utah or Speaker Pelosi. Uh, they have different, they exist slightly differently. Their ability to vote is uh, a little bit different than your run-of-the-mill member of Congress. And C, again, we're talking about the list of folks who are able to have access to the Hall of the House or rooms leading there to today during debate of HRES 755 uh, to include the president and vice president of the United States. What does that mean? That means that within the rules which are governing the, the debate over the articles of impeachment today, the president could show up. Mike Pence could show up. Now, it's not clear from the language of the rules here if they would be recognized or if they would have the opportunity to speak and address the floor, but they could be there. They could walk in. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, you, you've seen uh, what's that show? What's the show that Trump did? Uh, the the one where he was a boss and would fire folks. He knows how to put on television show. I would. Uh, I, I doubt he will do it, but it would be some incredible television if uh, Donald Trump strolled into the uh, hall of the house uh, right now, speak from the floor uh, in the midst of this debate. Uh, listen, what is happening? As I told you earlier, Democrats and Republicans are going back and forth, uh, and they're sharing some words about uh, uh, where they stand on this. And later tonight, um, if I remember right, I think it's uh, uh, is it five o'clock or so. I'll double check that. Uh, but tonight will be uh, a vote cast on these articles of impeachment, and the highest of likelihoods is uh, that by sunset tonight. Uh, Donald Trump will uh, be an impeached president. I want to play for you right now. It's about two minutes long. Uh, Your representative, Chris Stewart, spoke on the floor of the House uh, during this debate over the articles of impeachment. I discovered something recently. It's shocking, I know. But it turns out that some people don't like President Trump. They think he's loud. They think he can be arrogant. They think sometimes he says bad words and sometimes he's rude to people. And to their sensitive natures, they've been offended. I get that, I really do. But let's be clear, this vote, this day, has nothing to do with Ukraine. It has nothing to do with abuse of power. It has nothing to do with obstruction of Congress. This vote, this day, is about one thing and one thing only. They hate this president. They hate those of us who voted for it. They think we're stupid. They think we made a mistake. They think Hillary Clinton should be the president, and they want to fix that. That's what this vote is about. They want to take away my vote and throw it in the trash. They want to take away my president and delegitimize him so that he cannot be reelected. That's what this vote is about. And for those who think this started with this investigation, what nonsense. You've been trying to impeach this president since before he was sworn into office. Some of you introduced articles of impeachment before he was sworn into office. This isn't something you're approaching prayerfully and mournfully and sadly. Oh, the oh the chaos, oh, the sadness. This is something you're gleeful about. And you've been trying to do it for three years. And it's very clear. You don't have to go back and Google very much to find out that is the absolute truth. I could give you pages of examples of things you have said for three years about this president. 
That's what this is about. And if you think this be, if this impeachment is successful, the next president, I promise you, is going to be impeached. And the next president after that, if you set this bar as being impeachable, every president in our future will be impeached. It erodes our republic in ways that our founding fathers recognized. They got it right. High crimes and misdemeanors. Other than that, settle it at the ballot box. I look forward to that day. Let the American people decide. Members are reminded to direct their comments to the chair. That was Second District Congressman Chris Stewart speaking on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives during what is taking place now, a debate over the articles of impeachment against uh, your president, Donald Trump. There was something interesting we left uh, intentionally on the end of that uh, piece of audio there, and it was the, uh, the the member of Congress sitting in the speaker's chair uh, presiding over this debate. She reminded members uh, on the floor that they are to direct their comments and remarks to the speaker. That's interesting because uh, what it means is when you are addressing... When you're speaking from the floor of the house, you you are to be speaking to one individual, and that is the speaker of the house, uh, not to the American public or not to any other individual. It's an interesting kind of decorum type thing. And so, as you listen to these comments throughout the day, or you hear them played back later on, uh, think in your mind that that individual is speaking to, or they ought be speaking to, uh, the speaker in the chair. It's an interesting kind of thing. It's a, a little niche thing, but uh, it is part of the decorum and part of how uh, things on the the house take place. I have a, about 30 seconds to tell you something interesting about a piece of jewelry that Speaker Pelosi has been wearing today. If you see her uh, in, in photographs today, she on her lapel has a, a brooch in the shape of a mace. Now, a, a mace, if you know from your cosplay days, is a uh, it's a long staff. It's a weapon and it is used cr- Currently, if you see a, a pulled back view of the house, there will be an actual large staff, a mace, uh, just to the right of where the speaker sits. That is the, the symbolic, uh, or that's the symbol of power in the house. And it is very interesting that Speaker Pelosi is reminding everyone on this day of impeachment that she, in fact, as speaker, wields the power. Uh, next up, we're going to speak to candidate for governor Jeff Burningham. He's here in studio. I'm waving at him now. He's out the window there. He's going to join us. Tell him, uh, why he uh, thinks he would be best suited to serve as your governor. Uh, this is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.